we are rolling. Todd so, is taking a shot of something right yeah, straight to the gut. We're going. I, I, I got this fancy whiskey that my friend got me. Um, okay, so so before you got on, Chris, John and I were talking about what would be like if you if you searched various cartoons, like children's uh-huh. cartoons, and their theme song plus remix, what would come up? I posit that if you search SpongeBob SquarePants theme song remix, it would be mm-hmm. all dubstep. I was. Yeah. In a, I could see dubstep. I think hip hop too. Like I feel oh, like yes. Uh, like you know, because like on Black Twitter, SpongeBob memes are huge. So I feel like you'd see some like SpongeBob oh, yeah. like trap remixes and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> you'd see dubstep and you'd see trap. Well, and the the SpongeBob theme has like a lot of like flute and like really light stringy instruments, and it's really really in and has been very in for like the last ten years to Absolutely. mix that kind of sound with big bombastic boom bap halftime beats. So it works uh-huh. for like yeah. dubstep. It works for hip hop. It even works for like mid-tempo breaks. You could even get it working with like footwork. I mean, SpongeBob is so well-liked. I feel like for that one, if you just specified a genre, you could probably find any genre. Like SpongeBob Future Funk remix would definitely return. That would rock. I love Future Funk. Future Funk whips. It's so good. Yeah. Who knew that funk in the future would be so good? I I really, (laughs) I hope that's what funk sounds like in the future. I love EDM genres that just throw the word future in there. They're like, yeah, we lifted these beats from the future when there's like a new <laughs> machine that makes a new and more interesting laser sound. Like, future yeah. bass. Like, future uh, bass. That's is this what one. bass is going to sound like in the future? Who's Probably. to say? Yeah, who knows? I just I, tried. I typed SpongeBob theme song remix. Uh, we have Trap Remix, Trap Remix, Krusty Krab, SpongeBob Rap Freestyle, <laughs> Enemy SpongeBob Full Version, SpongeBob Fun Song Trap Remix, uh, Trap Remix. It looks like it's all trap. Oh, well, the Fun Song Trap Remix, though. That, that'd be a banger. <laughs> it's, it's good that we got the, the outro music of this episode out of the way so quickly. Yeah, yeah I love having that right, right on deck. It's weird that trap remixes are still so in. I mean, I know like trap is, is a huge genre that's not really going, you know, it's not going away, it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But much um, like Benghazi. It yeah, much away. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't going away. But I also feel like trap is just like such a well-trodden genre mm-hmm. that relies yeah. so heavily on a handful of tropes that like after a while you start hitting the world border on the genre map pretty fast. It's like yeah. how many different hi-hat patterns are there? And when that's like, you know, no shade on trap music, I love it. But when hi-hat patterns are like 30% of the composition, you got to wonder like, where's the ceiling on this? You know? Okay. I yeah. have, uh, I, I've actually thought about this a lot. And, uh, like, so I think that there is, you know, there, there's like the, the boomer take on trap, which is like, Oh, it's all sounds the same. It's like, yeah. Right. And then there's like, uh, there's like the, I don't know, maybe Anthony Fantano. T- I don't really listen to Anthony Fantano, but like, sure. you know, the, the, the like aging millennial music nerd take, that mm-hmm. trap is a well-trodden genre and I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, dissing your take, John, but, uh, I think it, it like, I've thought about this a lot and I, I have noticed that like, you know, the, the, the sounds and a lot of like uh, uh, trap and like beat making stuff like rehashed a lot. Um, I think what has basically happened and what I, what I listen for when I listen to like trap beats and like new hip hop records that come out and stuff like that is like, okay, so the bounds of this genre have been established, right? So it's like 808s and, mm-hmm. you know, like auto-tune and like stuff. But what are they, what are they doing texturally? And, and what is the new idea that, like, what is the new texturally, te- texture music idea that they're... And, and, and when you look at it from that angle, there is like a lot of really cool stuff. Like I love the shit that like Future is doing. Uh, That's true. I, I loved shit that uh, like um, Juice World was doing like R. Juice World is incredible. Yeah, Pusha T kept pushing the envelope too. With like, my name is my name was when he really started getting experimental, and then like Daytona was just a fucking masterpiece. Like front yeah. to back, mm-hmm. Daytona whips so hard. And oh, yeah. I know, I know, Kanye is a contentious figure, but like he is somebody who re- I, I, I have always felt like Kanye is somebody who recognizes where those winds are blowing in mm-hmm. rap, yeah, and, and will sure. be like, whoa, this person, you know, like. uh you know, when, when, when he uh, started collaborating with designer, like, you know, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Or Chief Keef, like Kanye put on Chief Keef pretty early. Yeah, I feel yeah like. or, or like Kanye basically got Hudson Mohawk and a bunch of the other Lucky Me Collective guys involved in like producing American hip hop, which was mm-hmm. kind of an interesting time. You had the like Chimes remix that came out with like Travis Scott and um, French Montana. You don't hear from French Montana anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, welcome to BB Blood is uh, right. a group of white dudes, otherwise known as the podcast, where we <laughs> talk authoritatively because we can do so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is Fortnite overrated? <laughs> we, those kids grew up and they decided, uh, nope, Fortnite is actually awesome and it's based. I got to tell you, Fortnite's one of those things. I think it's just rated. I think yeah. people like it a certain amount and it is approximately that good. It's just, it's <laughs> not over or underrated, just yeah. rated. Just they they got it right. It's about a seven point five or something. Yeah, I mean that's the sweet spot. You you know you don't shoot for the moon. You just expect to land among the stars anyway. Yo, yeah. Speaking um, of, of Fortnite, <laughs> the you, you, you know how every brand is doing. You know they're cashing in. They're doing insane mm-hmm. like you yeah. know cash play is Jimmy grabs. McGill from Better Call Saul in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, play is the sexy green <laughs> Eminem in Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so the the latest thing that I've seen. I used to be a big magic player. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped keeping up like around when COVID started. Like I just couldn't keep up with the new sets and it moved to all online. And I liked playing cards with people in person. And you mean magic player, like magic, the gathering. I thought that you were just like a, a, a really hot guy <laughs> who had like a kind of aura about no, it. Oh, absolutely man. not. Hey, I what's up, no, guys? I, this is Jimmy, the magic player. He was top five <laughs> player chips of the week. <laughs> I have absolutely zero swag, but the latest cash grab the magic is doing is they're putting Fortnite characters and items and bus and whatever on mm-hmm. magic cards so you really? get a, wow. a magic card with like the Fortnite bus on it it's the lamest shit it's it's literally like that's disgusting it's, it's magic cards have become and like i probably sound like a boomer complaining about this but like magic cards have become the latest thing where it's like oh these cool sneakers have the Fortnite logo on them they're 900 dollars. Mm-hmm. these pe- like like magic hasbro a giant fucking billion dollar company has decided to release premium cards where you just pay more money for cardboard that is the same cards that you've been playing with, but with new art on it that's licensed from another company, so it costs more. It, that's it, fucking, it's fucking stupid. It's very it's fu- stupid. And it, and it killed the game for me. Like I love playing Magic. I used to play it on the kitchen table. We weren't like super like hardcore about it, right? But all that new shit, like it, it trickles down into the rest of your enjoyment of the whole game, and it's like, oh, you know. Like this is this is what this has become. It's it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, there's a part of your brain that's just screaming at the top of its lungs. They're turning my beloved childhood deck building game <laughs> into a goddamn happy meal toy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah. god, I sound I yeah. probably sound like a boomer. Uh, that's probably what I sound like, right? Uh, people yeah, are saying I mean, that more and more now cuz like I've been following Magic like sort of secondhand this year and it's like it's reaching a point where people are like getting sick of it because it's like I don't even they're they're putting out sets like every other month. It's what it feels Jesus. like to people. Well, so it's like it, a set will come out, you'll buy it. It's expensive. It's hard to find. And then already there's spoilers for the next set. And it just like never stops. The magic has Damn. always had this problem of being cost prohibitive. You want to play competitively in a ranked tournament. Like if you want mm-hmm. a competitive yeah. tournament deck, you're going to pay between Well, when I was paying, it was probably between 600 to a thousand dollars, like 600 mm-hmm. would be like yeah. mono red. And then if you want to like really splurge for like, uh, I don't know, uh, green, white, black, like rock mm-hmm. decks, or like a control, a, a control deck, like a blue, white control. You may pay like thousand, twelve hundred bucks. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's probably up to like fifteen hundred, two grand now. Yeah, well, I think it's like, something do, like that. Yeah. Do I want to stay current so that I have a deck that is competitive in standard at all times, or do I want to be able to make payments on a recent model car? You know, <laughs> yeah. like that's really the value judgment that you have yeah. to make at this point oh, when you're deciding none of us whether will or not ever to get make into payments magic. on a recent model car. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no! I will drive. Nor this should tw- we? I will drive yeah. this 2001 Cadillac until the wheels fall off and the transmission uh, disintegrates and 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 shatters my feet. 
Um, but yeah, uh, I guess we should probably talk about some news and I just wanted to, to bring a particular article to your attention because it sickened me. This is an article from the Hill and it is about Joe Biden catching the most recent wave of COVID. I don't know if it sickened you, but it certainly sickened him. Oh, he, he <laughs> get on been, bitch. I hope you die. Yeah. Uh, get diagnosed, bitch. Yeah, round two of helping the president. <laughs> the old Joe, president dies of COVID. Joe, the pandemic is over. Biden announces he has COVID. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, more than talking about Joe Biden actually getting COVID, I want to talk about the way that this The Hill article is talking about Joe Biden getting oh, COVID. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just read you a couple paragraphs here. Uh, so it says lawmakers on both sides of the aisle, including some of President Biden's most vocal political opponents, mm. are sending him well wishes after the White House announced that he had tested positive for COVID-19. The 79-year-old president, who is fully vaccinated and has received two booster shots, was said to be experiencing mild symptoms, according to White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. Shortly after news of Biden's diagnosis broke, some of his fiercest critics in Congress took to social media to send messages of support to the commander-in-chief. And so you have like Mitch McConnell who tweeted, I was sorry to hear that President Biden has tested positive for COVID-19, wishing him like the, wishing him a speedy you recovery. You intern this, for Mitch McConnell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is shit that like if you wrote it in a, in a get well card for a family member or a friend, your mom would be like, this is thoughtless. Do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she would say yeah. that if you were 10, she would be like, can you write a little more? Your, your grandpa's in the hospital, like write something more thoughtful than this. And these are grown adults. Fifth grade writing teacher would be like, see me after class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny because like, it, it, like they are all friends, but it also does seem like a lot of these people really don't care if he fucking lives or dies. They just mm -hmm. like, they're not allowed by the conventions of American politics to go on Twitter and be like, ah, you know, <laughs> get intubated motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't do you like Stan Shara, like Bolsonaro. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's just a bunch of Republicans like fawning over the the infected president and uh, like he's some kind of like Kerrigan from Starcraft mm -hmm. and they're all like, uh, I don't even know because I guess people didn't like Kerrigan after she got infected by the Zerg. If anyone knows Starcraft, before, <laughs> I'm excited yeah, to talk about it with whoever does. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so this illustrates two things to me. One, um, like, like I said, you know, the White House... Joe Biden announcing that COVID or the pandemic is over. They're just full of shit and it's a marketing opportunity and mm -hmm. they hate you mm -hmm. and they, they don't care if you live or die. Uh, two, um, it illustrates to me the discrepancy in care between what normal people, you or I or our loved ones would receive if they were, say, 79 years old and mm -hmm. diagnosed with COVID mm -hmm. versus the care that Joe Biden receives because they're going to be pumping him full of the experimental nazi meth chemicals that keep him alive uh mm -hmm. and have been doing for quite some time uh meanwhile you know if you if you're a parole if you're you know the common folk and you get diagnosed with you know the fucking plague uh just die just die because it's more mm -hmm. profitable if you do Absolutely. politics certainly doesn't stop for you if you get covid politics keeps right on rolling over you just stopped for Joe Biden. Yeah. I mean, politics didn't even stop for Jair Bolsonaro all those times. <laughs> no. <laughs> he kept it going. What is he? He was, he was cooking in the out? hospital room. He's, he's had every <laughs> variant. He's like, Jair Bolsonaro is like fucking, uh, he's, COVID variants are like Pokemon to him. He's yeah, got to yeah. catch mm -hmm. them all. Got to catch them all. <laughs> Ash, they keep making noon ones, but, new, but he's, he's staying ahead of the curve. <laughs> Jair Bolsonaro catches type of COVID never before seen. <laughs> <laughs> Asked to leave uh, Canto region. He's got to stop yeah. going in the tall grass. <laughs> he's yeah. quoted as saying, you wouldn't have heard of it. Uh, <laughs> 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 it goes to a different school in Canada. Um, but it's funny that you brought up uh, Nazi experimental uh, drugs because let's talk about a guy who is famously uh, a fan of stimulants and got pranked on the internet oh, by yeah. some guys who uh, brought up World War II era atrocities. And so we just have a tweet here from Stephen King. I don't know the full story behind this, but I kind of like the tweet better not knowing the full uh -huh. story. And so the tweet reads, actually, turns out I was pranked, had no idea who this guy Bandera was. So... I'm embarrassed, but it turns out I wasn't alone. Other victims who fell for these guys include J.K. Rowling, <laughs> Prince Harry, and Justin Trudeau. What, what, ha what even happened? <laughs> I guess he was on stream or something uh, is what I gather. And some guys asked him about 
Stepan Bandera, the famous Ukrainian nationalist and Nazi collaborator. Uh, and he got owned somehow. <laughs> like uh, they got him to go to bat for him. Oh, or they I'm, were I'm like, really uh, not sure. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were like, uh, Oh, do you support U- Ukraine or something? Mm-hmm. It says in this article that it's like, uh, there's like two like well-known Russian pranksters who like, uh, it says they're, uh, what does it say here? Uh, the duo is known for duping prominent Western figures. Something one expert says is as much propaganda as is entertainment. Well, fucking blow me expert. What do you know? <laughs> In a peculiar video call with King posted online, the pranksters asked King to come to Ukraine and fight as a soldier asked to get an acting role in a movie and referred to the evil clown in one of King's novels as a hero. They also baited King into praising Stepan Bandera, a known anti-Semite <laughs> responsible for brutally murdering thousands of Jews in the 20th century. Oh Jesus. my so God. He was pranked, I suppose. <laughs> I was pranked into supporting a fascist leader from 100 years ago. Look, they anything. pulled my pants down and made me say he was cool. It wasn't my fault. I was pranked. I also then, love how it, he he's like, I, I, it wasn't just me. It was... Uh, Three other known brain geniuses, J.K. Rowling, Prince Harry, and Justin Trudeau. Like, <laughs> well, and also, like, uh, these guys are basically just, like, uh, Russian Borat, man. I make you yeah. say you love Bandera. <laughs> 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 I also make you say you poop in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not fucking propaganda. <laughs> God damn. Uh, so yeah, Stephen King got fucking owned, which is really, really reassuring. And also he's one of the most annoying, like liberal Twitter people in the world. So mm-hmm. for him to also like have this list of other annoying liberal Twitter people who he's like very, he holds in very high regard is so fucking funny. <laughs> he's like, They didn't just fool me. They fooled the whole brain trust. Orson Scott card. George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If they could trick us, they could trick anyone. No one is safe from this propaganda. (laughs) Yeah, this feels like a list of people who saw the buff Bernie meme and were like, oh my God, (laughs) Russia has hacked everything. Uh, Well, uh, speaking of people just fucking embarrassing themselves online, I have some videos and I don't know if you guys have already seen these, but uh, ALT... At ALT underscore USCIS, uh, Alt Immigration on Twitter has been posting a thread of Patriot Front, uh, what they say are Patriot Front incels training in Utah. Where do I begin with in, this? Incels? My grandma hits harder. Well, that's what they're they're calling them. Oh, you know, okay. Uh, obviously, this is a this is an anti-Patriot Front. I, okay, not not like a cell, but incels. No, mm-hmm. yeah, they haven't formed incels. <laughs> They've just formed into incels. <laughs> okay, okay, they're they're getting ready to work on osmosis, in which case they will form more cells. Yeah, so they're they're doing training exercises in the Utah desert where they're like trying to practice their punches and uh, trying to practice uh, by doing. Uh, doing what are being described as like JV style suicide (laughs) drills. (laughs) And there's some videos of them where they're trying to do, if you scroll down, there's one where it says, uh, seven Patriot front drills, the group pushups, rather the group one pushup. And there's three guys (laughs) with their feet on each other's backs. (laughs) <laughs> what is this supposed to oh oh, they, they collapse they only do one they this barely do, like they a, do three quarters of a push yeah up. i'd say one guy this guy in like the green shirt on the right he looks like the biggest and he looks yeah. like he can he can handle it the other two guys do not do so well <laughs> like a fed cuddle puddle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jesus oh my god Oh, this rules. This rules so much. Look, like of all of the weird you know fed psyops that my tax dollars go to this is my favorite. Ah, they're just so they're just so adorable. Like the one after the the human centipede where they're like doing oh, yeah. push-ups in a centipede formation. Like they're they are literally on the ground, on the grass, mm-hmm. in like a circle, and they have their faces in each other's asses and they're somehow doing push-ups <laughs> yeah. like that. The one after uh-huh. that, the one kid in the black shirt isn't even fucking trying. <laughs> I was just gonna the one, say the they're... one after that looks like they're fighting in the woods with like boxing gloves, and it looks like a fat <laughs> a fat Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> it looks like Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> a fat Kyle Rittenhouse is like boxing that superhuman juggalo guy that uh, is on Facebook and does videos of him jumping onto broken <laughs> glass. Oh man! Uh, fa- yeah, this kid uh, is like. 
He like I don't know anything about boxing. I'm not athletic, but I know like there's no way this is how punches are supposed to be thrown. Like they're <laughs> no. they're skipping steps here. You like if, if if that's how you punch, you should be like hitting a punching bag, lifting weights. You know, start small, like exercise, gain some some conditioning, gain a little muscle, then start boxing. You don't just start like w- swinging your arms around like a windmill. Yeah, the guy who looks like Superhuman looks like he may have like boxed before, but the guy who looks uh-huh. like Kyle Rittenhouse looks like a bear <laughs> sauntering up to a tree about to get some honey. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a very you can, weird. It's, it's hard to register his punches as like a punch. He kind of just like swings his whole body around, but doesn't really swing. It just kind of like I don't know gyrates. It's it's really it's adorable, really. It's very it's endearing. It's this is summer camp for like the 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 FBI agents that were too (laughs) annoying for office work. (laughs) Yeah, my favorite video is the one right after that where they they try to do like walking around drills and they try to do a left face and they just can't they can't get eight guys to all do a left face at the same time. And I'm like, bro, we did this shit in marching band. We were training like 14 year olds how to do this. It's not hard, but they, they just remind me of like around where I grew up. We had a group of guys uh, that were all brothers and none of them were in the military, but they all did military reenactment stuff. Sick. Very cool. This is the vibe that this is the same vibe. (laughs) Oh, uh, okay. Uh, on a weird tangent, uh, I stumbled out a YouTube hole recently because okay. every so often. So, have you guys ever stumbled upon those YouTube channels that like eat like ninety year old canned food, or they yes, like open of old, course, yeah, like 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 a can of I don't know peas that was forgotten about in some grandma's pantry and sold on eBay as like vintage canned unopened food? Sure. Um, and every eight episodes, they have to post a community message to their YouTube channel that's like, sorry, I'm in hospital. I'll be back in six days. <laughs> I, I have botulism. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got monkeypox by eating 300-year-old beets. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have eaten a meal ready to eat from the <laughs> Great War. So, so, okay, so, so my tangent is those guys often eat MREs, meals ready right. to eat. Um, so I saw one very recently where, like, Okay, I got on a serious YouTube poll. I was drunk. I was like, uh, I, I was watching like, you know, videos of guys eating like Vietnam era MREs. I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck were the Russians eating in World War II? Like, like okay. I, I, I want to know like, what yeah, kind yeah. of delicious fucking, you know, they're the bread. They were the bread. The, they had this massive bread basket. What were they eating? And, uh, and I stumbled up across... I couldn't find anybody actually eating like preserved, like, you know, uh, 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 discovered found MREs. Mm-hmm. That is because in Russia, <laughs> MREs get eaten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't just hang out with them and leave them in a vault somewhere. So you give them I, to soldiers. <laughs> so what I found, apparently, there's a company that does uh, recreations, reproduction MREs for Nazi and Russian army MREs from World War II for reenactors. So <laughs> if go, you are into reenacting oh. like these guys that John's talking about, you can buy <laughs> you can buy a reproduction <laughs> where they have printed like vintage Soviet or Nazi labels with a laser jet printer. Now, why are they making the Nazi like ones? Modern food or something. <laughs> yeah, because I have I, to wonder why they're making the Nazi one. Because who is like, I need to really feel the experience of being a Nazi <laughs> trying to yeah, crush communism. As though there's not plenty of opportunities to feel that experience now. Just like join the CIA or the US military. Do you really need to ask who's reenacting that? Yeah. <laughs> I work 50 fucking hours a week, and you're telling me it's a problem that my one source of joy is every Friday I have my fry core themed bento box. (laughs) (laughs) My, my wife arranges the, uh, the, the seaweed paper in the face of Reinhard Heydrich. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, the Goebbels box finally came. I've been waiting for this for months. (laughs) Yeah. Like a smoked fish. Like a Nazi, like a, you know, one of those like man box, like with shaving razors and mm-hmm. all sorts of like cool, uh, like, you know, antler knife things 
but it's just it's just for Nazi <laughs> memorabilia. But it's, all repro- it's all cheap reproduction shit, and everything has a made in China label on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like M and M's in there. It's like <laughs> they just can't really commit to the, the origins. The Nazis have like meth chocolate. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Sure, Here's the yeah. thing is like, I want to eat some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a Panzer biscuit and I might actually <laughs> order that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. um, well, speaking of uh, uh, Nazi. Oh behavior, no, I, I'm sorry. I, I oh. interrupt you. So these guys that you knew that did reenactments. Oh, oh, they yeah. just had the, they had the same energy as these Patriot <laughs> Front guys. That was it. That was all I was trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just a bunch of weird losers. But I, uh, one of them did show me how to build a potato gun, so that was pretty cool. No, I mean it's it's been clear <laughs> since the beginning of Patriot Front. Like this is what the U.S. government has in mind when they want to be like, hey, you know what? Here's the thing that we have to here's a new weird, cool, crazy ideology we have to offer you. They're fascists, but they're basically superhuman jumping onto tables of fluorescent light bulbs and barbed wire. Uh, right. And, and it's it's what it literally is is a make work program for the most annoying people in the FBI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of uh, Nazi-style work programs, let's talk about child labor. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there's a Hyundai subsidiary that has been uh, charged with using child labor at one of their factories. And this is really big news because this factory is in Alabama. This is not some like outsourced abroad kind of child labor situation. Not Jesus. that children's lives abroad are worth less than the ones here or anything, but there is the kind of conventional wisdom in the United States that like mm-hmm. that kind of thing doesn't happen here. Absolutely. And look, America is a beautiful country and uh, it just goes to show you never have to be too young to learn job experience at an unpaid internship. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, like we've been talking a, uh, a lot about how like Burger King and a couple of other places have been advertising that they can hire younger and younger people all the way down to 14 if they have their parents approval, blah, blah, blah. But these workers <clears throat> at this subsidiary of Hyundai Motor uh, Company in um, Montgomery, Alabama have in some cases been as young as 12 years old. So we're talking like Victorian chimney sweep ass <laughs> mm-hmm. child labor. Uh, capital yeah. <laughs> capital hiring labor be like, it's called ephebophilia. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and I mean, it's one thing like to be working at like a Burger King or working at like a checkout job at a grocery store when mm-hmm. you're 14. Like it's another to be 12 and working at like a metal stamping factory producing stuff for cars. Like the yeah. article specifies that these uh, companies aren't legally supposed to hire anyone under 18 because it's dangerous work. It's fucking, it's a factory job. They how should about, at least be an how, adult how about, to work at. How about nobody should be in a socioeconomic position where they're forced to earn wage labor before they're fucking 18, before mm-hmm. they've even finished school? How, how, how about... That too, yeah. Like, it, it, like I, I don't know. I, I might be sounding idealistic here, but... uh. Like even a grocery store job, like I had to, uh, you know, when I was 17, I fucking started working in a store. Like it mm-hmm. sucked ass. Like, yeah. How about, how about nobody has to fucking do that? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, they were, they wouldn't even have found out about this if uh, one of the girls hadn't briefly gone missing. And then when they asked the family where the places that she might be are, they mentioned that she worked at this facility and then the police basically did a double take and they were like, how old did you say she was again? Uh, And it turns out that many of the children in this family had been working at the facility and many of the children of many migrant families in the region, especially from places like Mexico and Guatemala had been working at this facility. So, I mean, it's predatory on so many fucking levels. It's racist, you know, it's exploitative, it's imperialist, it's uh, unbridled capitalism, it's fascism, it's whatever, it's whatever you want to call it. Any of those terms would be appropriate. Uh, And especially considering that these children were also not in school. They were not being enrolled in school so that they could work these jobs. Oh, they were getting valuable work experience. (laughs) Yeah, of course. They were getting paid in education on the job. Yeah, so I, I it's, just it's even... so fucked up that they were the children of migrant workers. Like, uh, you know, y- you you hear about um, you know, big multi million dollar billion dollar companies being like, hey, you know, like uh, uh, refugees welcome, everybody's welcome here. The reason they're like that, which is different, the reason you're like that, you know, like they want cheap labor from the third world. 
you want to actually ensure that everybody has the opportunity to live a fulfilling life, you need to be fucking wary of that because regardless of whether the message is good, their intentions are evil. They want to fucking exploit these people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and they want people that they can hire for as cheap as possible. And I imagine they're not paying the 12 year old child of a family of migrant workers, uh, uh, any kind of minimum wage. I mean, why would you hire that person if you were going to pay them the normal wage, you would just hire an adult. So, I mean, there's all kinds of implications that come along with this. There's a lot of shady fucking dealings going on across this country that are really deeply hidden from plain view. And, uh, when stuff like this comes to the surface, it's always very tip of the iceberg kind of, uh, vibes emanate from this. But, uh, speaking of something that's not the tip of an iceberg, speaking of someone who will tell you exactly who they are, uh, Steve Bannon (laughs) has has been in the news quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Total badass. One of the most outspoken, uh, right wing figures in the entire world. Just a complete fucking insane person. He should be put into a Robocop suit. It would be so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I, I, I guess actually, since I posted this actually, 10 minutes ago, we're recording at 4.10 p.m. on Holy the 22nd, shit. and a federal jury just found Steve Bannon guilty of two counts of contempt of Congress Owned. for no. defying a subpoena from the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack. And Steve Bannon, to my mind, is like one of the only people that you kind of like credibly could uh, investigate for the January 6th attack, mm-hmm. not because I know that he has like any overt connection to it, but because <clears throat> his methodology for the last like five years has just been going around to random places in the world and encouraging far right militias to like be violent. Mm-hmm. So like, let's be clear here. Kind of tracks. It would make sense. Yeah. Let's be clear here. I mean like the, the January 6th shit was definitely pa- just pageantry at its yes. very core. Well, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as a parade. Every picture I see of Steve Bannon, his body looks like it's just falling. He looks like, um, uh, he looks like fucking the Benjamin Button guy where he like is is just like aging really, really fast. Like, mm-hmm. right, like right, he's right. he's gonna he's gonna um I mean he's not getting younger. Uh, maybe Benjamin Button was not the right comparison. Mm-hmm. He looks like his skin's gonna start falling off any second. He yeah. he looks like a person that a a wizard made out of cigarette smoke, <laughs> but the spell is wearing off and he's gradually turning <laughs> back into smoke. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember Steve Bannon. It was so funny. The Onion had like a fake, uh, like photoshopped picture of Steve Bannon where he had like blood dripping off of his lip and like open sores <laughs> on his face. But it was like so in character that I think a lot of people just shared it, thinking it was a real picture of Steve Bannon. They're like, "What's wrong with him?" And like, no one actually like cared about Steve Bannon enough to like defend his honor or anything. So I think a lot of people think he just looks like that. He yeah, looks like well, he smells like a fam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you a scroll down, fam. like they have a bigger photo of him in the article where he looks like he's he's like cleaned up a little bit. He kind of has like a a Sheen Brothers kind of look going on. But the mm-hmm. the thumbnail of him in the video, he just looks like somebody's like depraved drunk father at <laughs> two a.m. getting kicked out of the local bar. Like you can't kick me out. I'm your number one customer. You know? Yeah. He has that like sort of blank, dead eyed look of just somebody who's been like awake running on fumes, but also chugging alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like he has the eyes and the facial expressions of a person who has like consumed an insane amount of uppers and alcohol at the same time, but Mm -hmm. has spent their entire lives trying to appear normal. Like, don't let them know. (laughs) I just took like six (laughs) Adderall and drank half a bottle of Jack. (laughs) I'm just here to say racist stuff. You can can do this. Steve. (laughs) You can be racist if you put your mind to it. So so the the first picture in this article, and I love it because he's like such a type of guy, like, like this first. So, so in, in this article, um, he, he's speaking outside a courthouse. He's got like, He's got three pens tucked in like the buttons of his yeah. shirt. For, yeah, the for pen that was like a reason. Roof. Is it kind of symbol or something? An <laughs> unironed sh- suit jacket over mm-hmm. a button down, over a polo, over a turtleneck. My man's he does this all the time. <laughs> he wears <laughs> like three shirts. He loves layering. I think he thinks it makes him look like a commando because a lot <laughs> yeah. of times when, when you see him in like regular photos when he's not trying to like look dressed up, he'll wear like a, uh, a long sleeve shirt 
with a sweater and then a vest over the sweater and then like um, one of those khaki vests over like the sweater vest type of deal that he's wearing. And it's like, man, how many, how many biomes do you expect to be traversing today? <laughs> no, 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 you got you a layer cause you can always lose layers, but, but you know, you, ne- you want to, you want to, uh, you never want to, uh, need layers and not have them. But if right, you have right. layers and don't need them, you can always take them off. Steve, this, pic- this picture, his face, his like mouth looks like he just like, uh, like there was, uh, uh, he looks like the fucking dog that ate the fucking sandwich off the table while you were looking. Yeah. He's so remorseful. He, he looks like he could be one of those guys who's always sitting at the bar in that show, Shameless. Oh yeah, uh, oh, and yeah. just like gives William H Macy hell every time he walks into the building. <laughs> but I, I, like, I don't think that Steve Bannon ever could be that because I don't think Steve Bannon has ever had a friend. Like I, yeah. I sincerely think this is a guy who has never made a, a real human connection in his entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I feel like that's why him and Trump got along well. Cause like Trump has like kind of a similar energy. Like remember when he, uh, he went on like a state trip to Israel and mm-hmm. like signed some kind of card <laughs> of course he did. That, and, and he said it was some, it was the, the note he left was something like it was so great to see this with all my friends. So it's like <laughs> your, all your friends are like, your political advisors and the vice president and like your kids, the people who are paid to wipe your ass. Yeah. 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 Those <laughs> are my, all of your friends. Friend. <laughs> yeah. 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 Steve Bannon and, and, and Trump definitely have like equally deranged energy, but like Trump's energy is just so much more like, I feel like Trump wants to be liked and Steve absolutely li- mm-hmm. loves being hated. Like he doesn't care. Yeah. He thrives on it. And that's like the main difference between them. There's a, there's like a, a superficial um, poshness to Trump's aura, but underneath it, he can't be close with anybody because of right, his persona, right. you mm-hmm. know? Cause so, so there's, there's a bit of, of um, complexity there, you know, but with Steve Bannon, He's just like, yeah, everybody hates me. I'm going to keep doing shit. Everybody hates. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Well, Steve mm-hmm. Bannon also strikes me as one of those guys who like walks around his room and is like practices what he's going to say to some guy who bumps into him. Like, Hey, do you want to go right now? You don't know who you're messing with, man. You don't know who you just bumped into. I used to be the advisor to the president of the United States, but then like a guy actually does bump into him in a hotel lobby and Steve Bannon is just like, Oh, sorry. hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah. percent. You remember that that picture of uh, of Steve Bannon when he uh, like first was going on trial and he uh, is all sunburned and has extra long hair and yeah, he's also wearing yeah. his double shirt uh, and the pen. He, it's like a movie does. He has the pen in the shirt. He has the polo under the button down and then I guess he has like a turtleneck or something else if he needs like a really extra layer. If yeah, he seems cold, like uh, even though it's summertime. He's like, he's like if you asked Scott Adams, the Dilbert guy to think of a really cool guy. This yeah. is who you would think of. <laughs> uh, Scott Adams. What a strange man. I, he's been showing up in the news more and more again. Yeah, he's saying more and more insane shit. Yeah. Um, okay. But speaking, speaking of people uh, who are being put on trial for the January 6th situation, I want to bring one up uh, who has actually been given one of the heaviest sentences for being involved in the January 6th event out of anybody. And this is a former Fort Bragg soldier who else uh, who reenlisted in the army after attacking police with chemical spray during the riot at the U S Capitol will now serve the longest prison sentence handed down so far against a North Carolina defendant tied to the massive insurrection case. So a federal judge in Washington, Washington just sentenced uh, James Malt of Fayetteville and his co-defendant to 44 months in prison plus three years of supervised release. Uh, and then there's a lot of like hand wringing about whether, you know, they weren't patriots at January 6th. They were trying to destroy this government. Like, I don't care about any of that. I don't care about mm-hmm. who qualifies nope, as a patriot. No patriot yeah, it's all fucking ridiculous. But um, so basically it's kind of interesting to me that like, of course there were like former Fort Bragg soldiers. Of course there were like weird operator guys and dudes who aspired to be probably, you know, saw operator guys at a distance at Fort Bragg and we're like, someday I'll be that. Yeah. They were trying <laughs> to get six- time and a half as feds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Off duty cops, former, yeah. former FBI agents, blah, blah, yeah. blah. They're like These are billable yeah. hours. Dressing for the job you want, not the job you have. <laughs> <laughs> But they've sentenced everybody else so lightly. And so I'm wondering why they singled out this uh, particular guy, uh, James Malt. So 
the judge said no one who broke police lines that day were patriots. They were criminals. Uh, and then this guy malt, uh, was weeping as they took him out of the courtroom and he took responsibility for his actions and asked for leniency to which I have to say, like, are they just picking people at random from the January 6th thing I, to prosecute and making I love examples how the judge? I love how the judge frames that as like uh, nobody who broke police lines was uh, like the there was no police line. The police took the Olive Garden strategy to welcoming <laughs> that when you're here, your family. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was the fucking plan all along. Jesus. Yeah, they were not doing anything. It may have looked like they were fighting with the police, but the police were actually just giving them older brother style noogies. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Also three months is like really doesn't seem like that long. Like I've, I'm sure people have gotten longer sentences for like protesting, you know, police violence or whatever. It's like, it's crazy that like everyone is so like the whole liberal reaction to January 6th is that they all were trying to do a coup. And like the punishment for treason is you get sentenced to death. So I'm yeah. sure a lot of libs that are like, why aren't they so just killing much, these people? That'd be so much more badass than what's actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But of course they can't do that because like if, you know, one day when everybody figures out uh, how this all went down and who the main influences really were, there's going to be people who definitely did, you know, quote unquote, commit treason, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. And like under us law should have been sentenced to death, but are high ranking us officials and politicians. So That's it's right. just like, if you start, if you start sentencing those people to death, you have, you have more than a constitutional crisis on your hands. You have like a, a straight up imploding government. Yeah. You'd have, you have, have a uh, uh, employee crisis. You wouldn't be able to find enough people to work on the government if you did that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it would, it would look like Britain right now or Italy yeah. right now or uh, <laughs> any of the, the number of other countries that are completely fucking imploding. Right. Now. You, you look at politics. It's like no one wants to work. Very yeah. <laughs> yeah for fucking sure dude nobody, nobody wants, wants to, to make your life better. anymore yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to regulate anymore this is so sad. everyone's just quitting <laughs> i thought that we used to in this country i used to see a work ethic in politicians now they're all 15 years old on their damn phone <laughs> 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 um, but as long as we're talking about Fort Bragg, I do want to do a really, really quick Fort Bragg uh, roundup. So there was another Fort Bragg soldier who was a uh, paratrooper and she actually died. And at first when I was reading this article, I thought she died in a paratroopering paratrooping accident, but mm -hmm. she did not. She crashed her car into a tree. Uh, in what is described as a single vehicle wreck. And mm -hmm. the only reason I bring this up is because there is an alarmingly high suicide rate on at, at Fort Bragg and the uh, military is famous for misclassifying these kinds of deaths as accidental. And so uh, I only want to mention this not to make light of anybody's uh, suicide or anything like that, but just to say like, there's a massive mental health crisis going on at this place and they don't want you to fucking know about it or talk about it or see hold, hold up, hold up. at all. I, I, I agree with you as mm -hmm. far as the mental health crisis, but I'm reading according to the preliminary investigation, she ran off the road to the over to the right and overcorrected before veering left, entering a ditch and hitting a tree. Mm -hmm. She was fucking ran off the road by one of her other fucking, you know, somebody who wanted her. Uh, dead. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking she was like driving drunk maybe, but that makes more sense. Yeah. That somebody like ran her off the road. Percent. Here's the problem with Fort Bragg is that we all just posited three different theories and equally plausible. At, they yeah. are all things that routinely happen. <laughs> so we'll probably never fucking know. Not that I particularly care about this one, this one case, but it's just like, it's so fucking opaque. Like this definitely could have been alcohol and cocaine. This definitely could have been a murder. This definitely could have been a suicide. This could have been anything. And yeah. we'll never fucking know because, uh, this, this little blurb in the Fayetteville observer, which I am like, two days away from just subscribing to um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doesn't really have a lot of information. Well, mm -hmm. well, yeah, I mean, because, because of this point, like we know, and we've talked about Fort Bragg enough to have seen that if something fishy happens at Fort Bragg, like, uh, like tire e tracks going off one side of the road, then crossing the road and going the other way. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Either, either if you're a soldier training at Fort Bragg, you either end up dead under mysterious circumstances or a member of the Patriot front. 
Yeah. <laughs> or I mean, or if you're lucky, getting resuscitated by the homeowner whose house you just landed on while you were blacked out on yeah. experimental steroids and cocaine. I forgot Jesus. someone did that. He he was uh he was skydiving, like paratrooping, right? And he just yeah. like crashed on top of someone's house and was unconscious. Yeah. Like, yeah and just what the like, hell's going on there. Had to be resuscitated in the middle of the driveway. I'm sure the neighbors will tell that story for like decades to come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look who Unless they've been sworn to secrecy. Us. In uh, the uh, right. extreme uh, sports community? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as we're talking, I have one more Fort Bragg story, and this one's a real fucking doozy. So no. who knows what they're trying to cover up or not cover up? This could just be true. Uh, apparently, there was an incident at Fort Bragg during a training exercise where one U.S. Army Reserve soldier was killed and nine were injured in a lightning strike. Hmm. So <laughs> it doesn't really say what was happening, but they were at training area 26 on Fort Gordon, Georgia during a training exercise. They had come from Fort Bragg, North Carolina to do the exercise and uh, Fort Gordon's department of emergency services and emergency medical services responded to the scene immediately uh, and, and put nine soldiers in, in intensive care and declared one soldier dead on the scene. Uh, <laughs> seemingly they were just like out in a field and uh, got hit by some fucking lightning to which yeah. I only have to say based lightning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I have base, to wonder, I'm trying to imagine lightning would be a cool band name. Yeah, <laughs> well, that is pretty good. Um, I'm trying to imagine like, cause I feel like if lightning hits someone in a field, it kind of just like goes through the one person. Cause it's just like yes. conducting through you to the ground. Uh, so how do a bunch of other people can it kind of like, ricochet out or like well, well it depends on what the ground is but but uh lightning oh, strike is really 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 tough um it, it, you know my so so it's plausible mm -hmm. a lightning strike could 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 have caused this if this actually happened mm -hmm. um be, because of like you know if you're within 5 10 20 feet of lightning strike it the air is like the the temperature of the surface of the sun and yeah. the ground conducts electricity. So like you could mm -hmm. get fucked up. I'm not. Well, you I'm can not, also I'm not just lie. But the the, the question beg the, it begs the question like why were if these are our fucking like uh, boys and blue or are the uh, these are our like guys. Mm -hmm. If these our are our fucking green. guys out here, <laughs> you know, protecting Americans. Why are they ordering them to like be in an area where they're susceptible to a lightning strike? Like they should fucking, they should, you know, they should just turn the weather machine off before they go out <laughs> there for starters. That, that, that's right. I agree with that completely. But, but, uh, you know, like it, it bet it, it really screams cover up to me. Like, I don't know what fucking sort of experimental shit they were doing but it probably wasn't a, a, a natural lightning strike. I'll yeah, I mean, okay, I, I, I get it. Like lightning, it creates a shockwave. It can knock you down. It creates a lot of heat. There's a lot of problems with it. It can suck the air right out of your lungs if you're too close to it when it happens. That's, that's all true. It branches out a lot on its way to the ground. That's all true. How many times in history has lightning hit 10 people at once? That's like, what I'm did wondering. The lightning, did the lightning How close together tree, were they? Oh, uh, well, 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 the tree I, landed I, on them or something. I, <laughs> I, I, I hate to be the science like epic Neil deGrasse Tyson actually guy. No, do but it. The like the ground is conductive, so if you're standing in a group of right, people, right, right. one of you gets hit by lightning, like the ground is conductive, especially if it's wet. If it's so wet, like, which it usually yeah. is, if there's lightning happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that I don't think is what's in question here. I think the the question is. DARPA weather machine or cover or cover up <laughs> or cover up. Yeah. Well, um, they're probably just suppressing information. That's my honest guess. And speaking of suppressing things and speaking of North Carolina, uh, there's a green party in North Carolina. I actually found this because I've been routinely looking up, uh, new political parties that have been trying mm -hmm. to form. This Sick. is my new pet interest. Uh, and on the bonus episode, Chris and I talked about Andrew Yang's forward party. Oh, I, he I heard that. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I couldn't make it on oh, the bonus. Man. That was so good. It's all right. But I was really happy to cover that. And uh, so now we have a, uh, we have an article here from Tom Campbell in the Rocky Mount telegram that says, what happens when you mix green 
blue, and red. And uh, basically, there's there's a real lot of brown. You get brown. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of folksy language in here. But um, the long and short of it is that the Green Party in North Carolina has been trying to register as an official party, and there is a electoral board that has three Democrats and two Republicans on it that had to look over the Green Party's application and all of their signatures that they had collected to become a party. And this board found what they call a bunch of discrepancies, you know, poorly filled out information, uh, vacant fields, voided fields in the paperwork. And they're saying this Green Party should not be allowed to form here in North Carolina. But interestingly, on this panel, All three of the Democrats voted against letting the Green Party form in North Carolina, and the two Republicans voted for it. So... What it seems to me is that based like, Republicans, well, maybe? not really, but like the que- <laughs> the question is, like, is, is the issue really that the paperwork was filled out incorrectly, or some of the signatures might be duplicates or forgeries, or is the issue that the Democrats are afraid that they are so wildly unpopular that if another party vaguely to their left comes along, it will either completely own them or at the very least suck off enough of their uh, <laughs> suck away. Let's say not <laughs> the Green Party voters. will suck you dry. Yeah, we'll just suck you right off. Uh, <laughs> that's fucking correct, John. You fucking nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of enough of their voters to give the Republicans an edge. And so, uh, you know, who who fucking knows? I don't really care about this that much because Green parties usually aren't worth half a damn anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just kind of interesting to see that the Democrats are like so hell bent on suppressing anything that might even seem to the left of left of them, even something as like try and true inconsequential and ineffective as a green party. Yeah. I mean, it seems like they're sort of shoring up their defenses because it's like the only way that a, a democratic party can function is if like everyone feels like there's no other option. And considering how like Joe Biden is wildly unpopular, you know, you had a lot of like, I think well-meaning like zoomer and millennial like people who were like, well, I kind of don't really like Joe Biden, but I think I should vote for a Democrat because that's like the, the progressive thing to do. And I feel like even that is feeling like sort of passe to a lot of people. So yeah, it's like if there's anything like a green party or any other kind of option, I think more and more people are just going to go for that or abstain from voting entirely. Yeah. Well, I was looking at a chart recently and it was like, when was the last time your state had a socialist candidate get more than 5% of the vote for governor i think it was okay. and a lot of states it was like 1936 <laughs> 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 huey long baby yeah <laughs> every man a king that's mm. what i'm talking about oh, um, if only <laughs> yeah well uh as long as we're doing uh geographically based things uh before we get going i did we're always talk- doing based things we're always doing based things but this time they're geographically based we're <laughs> we're playing geo guesser folks uh i'm gonna i'm looking at this photo of a speedway and i can tell immediately that it is in lviv ukraine uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but no let's talk about lake mead because this is this is the lake that we keep talking about they keep finding bodies in it it's where the mob used to go and dump all of their stuff, all of their old dead bodies. They'd throw them in a barrel first many times. Uh, they also found the body of a woman who was reported missing after she was jet skiing on the lake back in the 1990s, I believe, 80s, 90s. Oh, you mean the lake that supplies water to like a huge number of people in California, but California politicians keep just like basically just lying or, or, or like pushing, kicking the can down the fucking road mm-hmm. so they don't have to deal with the fact that they are looking at fucking depriving water from millions of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, it's an artificial lake, so it's not going to refill on its own because it doesn't have any fucking tributaries. Uh, <laughs> there's like no natural rivers that feed into it or anything. And uh, the water level has just been going down and down and down. Uh, NASA has some photos that they posted to earthobservatory.nasa.gov. And it's fucking use, horrifying. Yeah, you can use the slider to see how much just in the last two years it has shrank by close to 50%. Um, oh boy! Which wow. means the that with thing. the record heat waves coming across the entire oh, it's, world, uh, no more opportunities for waterfront ha- waterfront properties. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's going to be a major drought all across the entire Southwest sometime in the next five years uh, yeah. when Lake Mead fucking dries up. And uh, it's a problem that everybody's going to have to face. And it's scary as fuck. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we've gotten a nice preview of how the government around the world and in America especially will handle any kind of crisis with COVID, which is like put a Band-Aid on whatever bullet wounds they can until they can get people back inside Walmart or, you know, Taco Bell or whatever and be like, all right, problem solved. Well, we should have fucking known that this was what their pandemic response and this was what their drought response and this is what their everything response was going to be because this is already what their hurricane response was over and over again. Like when I was in fucking high school, you know, so yeah, it's just uh, it's pretty tough to feel like we're moving forward as a society at all if you live anywhere in North America. But there is yeah. one saving grace. I'm going to skip right oh, to the me, end of the notes me. here. Let's go. Let's fucking go. I, I want to have something that we can all get excited about. And I'm talking yes. about the new Velveeta margarita, my friend. <laughs> what the fuck? No, no. It, it, what Velveeta, the fuck? Velveeta martini. I'm sorry. Right. Not a margarita. Martini. Oh, yeah. Much better. <laughs> much, much better. Where, honestly, though, I feel like a Velveeta oh, margarita might work better than the martini yeah, a little lime maybe with your cheese Gross. i don't know yeah so they want to they Velve- this is a marketing gimmick uh much like the eat the rich ice cream truck that everybody <laughs> no, was sharing yeah. around on twitter like <laughs> doe-eyed babies did, did you That's guys incredible. also hear about how they changed the name of macaroni and cheese to mac and cheese recently like no, like like, like that fucking matters Oh, because they don't want you to think of the Italia when you say the macaroni. <laughs> it's, 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 it's anti-Italian it's discrimination. Yeah. Look, uh, you, you, you can't change it away from macaroni to mac just because Draghi resigned this week. <laughs> just because we don't have a no Mario plumber running the country no more. <laughs> he saved the euro. Show some respect. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of something that I will not respect at all, Velveeta oh. has been doing their marketing campaign and they've been trying to take the classic martini quote to a whole new level. Uh, but to me, it seems like they've taken the martini to a whole new circle of hell yeah. uh, by introducing cheese flavors and garnishing it Gross. with olives and pasta shells, which is like, look, I'm drinking a savory cocktail right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. This has got a lot yeah, of shit. There's no in it. shame it's, in that. There's it's got cheese. Wrong with that. It's got nuts. It's got olives. I have thrown little pieces of meat in these before. I've done a lot wow. of things. I will never I, throw I do object to cheese and olives. A what? noodle, disgusting. I yeah, cheese yeah, and olives okay, yeah. is a little weird to me. Like cheese and fish, it's got it's it's got to be like really like a very specific combination. You know. Right. Well, I, I I get the blue cheese stuffed olives, and then I put mm. them in there, and then I also See, I put like in that some regular mm, Spanish that manzanilla good. olives. That sounds and amazing. Then, and then I also get the marinated like log of mozzarella that's already cut up into slices, Ooh. and I cut the slices up into smaller Sheesh. pieces and put those in there. And they kind of they have a, like a little bit of a spongy texture, so they absorb the tomato juice from the drink, and it's mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's that perfect. that that is as the kids say, busting. Yeah. <laughs> no no cap whatsoever. I'm not all. wearing a hat at all. This is actually happening. This is actually happening. No cap. No cap. Uh, but yeah, John, you're describing like what in essence is tomato soup with like some some alcohol involved as well. Yeah. Right? It's like so it's gazpacho technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cold soup. This is cold my tomato hard, soup. John's hard gazpacho. Yeah. <laughs> but cheese oh, now, I mean, with, just like, now with twice as much Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> this photograph so of like a light yellow drink where the, the vodka is infused with Velveeta, which what does that mean? You just like let Velveeta dissolve in vodka and there's like yeah. drippy cheese inside it. Like oh, this is a horrifying, like does it God. curdle? Does it I just dissolve in? Fuck? Yeah, it really looks like something you would throw up if you hadn't eaten anything and you got sick. Oh, yeah. like, it oh, just looks like God. stomach acid in a glass. And yeah. and I, th- I think you're absolutely right because I used to go to this bar in Pittsburgh that had like a bunch of different infused vodkas and it was literally just a like a six gallon jug of vodka and they're mm-hmm. like, this is the horseradish vodka. And they threw a bunch of giant pieces of horseradish root in it. Yeah. And that was it. Jesus. And it was spicy as fuck. Yeah, that, that's good. That sounds vodka? good. It was so, oh, man, dude. Uh, I would try. You know what? Mary, I would try that. I, I actually, when I make these like weird chalada Bloody Mary hybrid things that I drink, I put quite a bit of horseradish paste in here and it's fucking tight. It tastes so I good. Got, I got to try that. It'll open up your sinuses. You can really taste the alcohol, but like in a good way, you know, I, I have a neighbor that's actually growing horseradish, uh, in Fuck the yeah. like grass at our building. <laughs> oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, no, but, but the, the only problem is like a really tiny amount. 
Right. Um, because horseradish is really hard to grow, I guess. I, I don't know. I've just been told this. Yeah, it's super potent, though, and it's yeah. jam-packed with antioxidants. If you're not like it's a good big for coffee you. drinker, it's one of the best places to get your antioxidants from. Nice. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the jury is out on this Velveeta Martini, but I do promise you that at some point I will make this and try it. I do like <laughs> martinis. Yes. Oh, I'm a big olives guy. Anything with an olive in it, I will, I will love. Should we do so, like a cock Cocktail tasting episode of the pod. Should we, we all should have to we drink all some weird cocktail? Yeah, that's a good idea. Come up with the most bizarre. Okay, well, I'll do the Velveeta Martini. You guys are on the hook to come up with something. How about okay. I? I, <laughs> uh, I came up with a cocktail idea the other day. Do you, you guys want to hear it? Of course. Yeah, lay it on. Okay, me. it was straight up like stuff that I had around. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta scroll up in my fucking text to find this. <laughs> so, so I, I the reason that I made this is because I had a bottle of sake. I fucking love okay. sake. Okay. Sake is good. Delicious. It tastes so fucking good. I, I, I love sake. Um, so I started with four ounces of sake. All right. And, you know, a cocktail shaker. All right. So we're shaking with ice. Uh, we muddle cucumber, muddle celery, because right, we're making a savory cocktail. We go with okay. half a lime juiced, uh, two ounces of dry gin, a pinch of salt, a dash of Worcestershire, a dash of Angostura bitters, and shake with ice and then garnish with celery. That sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, that yeah, nice. It, it was, it was that. actually pretty tasty. I, I, I got to say, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it sounds like dry and savory. And like, I'm trying to remember, I haven't had sake in a while. It kind of has just like a, almost like a ricey flavor to it, right? Yeah. Like a little it's bit. Like it eating pretty a good. cake. Yeah. Hell yeah. I would definitely try that. All right. Well, uh, that's been your uh, main episode of BP for the week. Thank you all so much for listening. If you have a weird cocktail that you'd like us to try, uh, please just post it in the discord and I will make these absolute fucking piggies slop it up. Uh, (laughs) I I love drunk BP. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, that sounds like that sounds fun. We all have to taste test a cocktail and like see what happens. <laughs> so check out my other show work stoppage where I'm not usually drunk while I record. Uh, check us out on the Twitch whenever we're on it. Twitch.tv slash BP Pledis pod. Uh, thank you so much for being a fan. Check out the Patreon if you want more episodes and uh, have a good one. Keep smoking big doinks. Goodbye. Be on y'all. Goodbye. Snakes aren't stupid. <laughs> Run it back home. Then I get that money. Click here. Yeah, when I sleep now. Know what I'm saying? You stupid fucking kid. Gonna get a black one. Gonna get a red one. Gonna